Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. Each week we offer biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply and become the woman, wife, and mother you were created to be. We're so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day. Hello, my name is Deb Weekly, and I'm here to talk about powerful scriptures to pray for yourself and your family. I just can't even tell you how excited I am to be here with you guys today. This is like the most important topic that I could ever talk to you about today is how to pray powerful scriptures over your life, how to pray prayers that will move in your life and in your generation, how to pray prayers for your family, for yourself, for your children, for all of it. And guys, it is a powerful, powerful topic. And I'm so excited that you guys are here with me today. And I want to tell you that um, I want to show you a picture. Oh, this is such a good picture. Look at this picture. This is a warrior bride. And this is you. You are a warrior bride. You are a warrior bride that knows how to use the shield, the uh, the shield of faith. You know how to wield the sword of the spirit. This is you. You are a warrior bride bride of Christ. And I just want you guys to be thinking about that today. That's why I am so fired up today. I mean, I just can't even tell you how much I feel God on this video. I feel the Holy Spirit's presence right now. I'm really excited. Uh, I just, we're going to learn a lot today. And I do want to tell you ahead of time that I really wanted to shorten this video. I wanted to shorten all of our videos, but I feel like this one is going to be what it's going to be today because I have a lot of scriptures to share with you and I could break it up into two sessions, but I don't really want to. I want to have it all in one session, grab some laundry, start chopping your vegetables for the day. It's always good to get a head start on your dinner, you know, grab some stuff out of your fridge, put me on your counter and just start listening. Or if you just want to listen, grab your Bible, grab your notebook, grab your journal, just pretend you're at a tent revival and someone is preaching to you about the power of God's word, because guys, it is powerful and your prayers move heaven and achieve unusual results. Do you know that quote that I say it all the time? And it's from E.M. Bounds, who was a Civil War Army chaplain. And he would say that he, he was known for praying four hours every morning just to start his day. Uh, he would get up early and start praying. And he was captured twice in the Civil War. He was an incredible man of God. And he says, your prayers move heaven and achieve unusual results. And guys, you are a warrior bride. I keep this in my house to remind me that I am a warrior bride who is wielding the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So guys, we have so much great stuff to talk about today. As you're coming on, I would love to hear from you guys today. Uh, I would love for you guys to tell me your name and then tell me how we can pray for you. Hey, Michelle, glad to see you. I would love to hear how we can pray for you. Also, if you're in the Help Club for Moms online group, please tag one of your friends in the online group uh, who you think would benefit from learning how to pray for their family. Uh, if you're uh, able to share it from the main page, please share it on your Facebook wall because I really have been praying for God to bring. Hi, Sierra. God to bring just the right women 
or families to this video and the podcast. I also want to say hello to the Help Club for Moms podcast listeners. I want to say hello to everyone on YouTube. And guys, I'm just so happy to be here with you guys. Uh, please share the video with your friends if you're on YouTube. And if you are on Facebook, you can share it easily by sharing it on your wall. But I have, I just feel, you know, whenever you feel this wind pushing you, have you guys ever felt that before? Like it's the presence of God. It's the spirit of God. It is part of the seven spirits of God, which is the Holy Spirit. It has seven aspects. And one of the aspects is the spirit of might. You can find this in Isaiah 11, one through two. And it talks about the seven spirits of God. And that is all the Holy Spirit. And one of them is the spirit of might the spirit of power. And that's what I feel pushing me today. I feel the spirit of might on me so strongly because God has given me a very strong message for all of you guys today. Whether you're listening today, whether you're listening tomorrow, whether you're listening next week or five years from now, I feel that spirit pushing me uh, to go and just like go Deb, go share these scriptures with these wonderful moms. And so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to share these with you. And um, I want you to know that when you pray, okay, God loves your prayers and they don't hit the ceiling. They go somewhere specifically. I'm going to tell you all about that in just a minute. And they're super important to God. Your prayers are so important to God. He keeps them close to him. He doesn't just blow you off. He who is outside of time keeps all of your prayers close to you. God is outside of time. Here's us in time. Here's all of our years. And God is outside of time. He's not bound by time. So when you pray, you are praying a message forward to a time you will not see. When you pray, you are praying a message forward. You are sending a message forward to a time you will not see. Your prayers affect not only your children, but your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren and your great-great-grandchildren and on and on and on until the Lord comes back. We need to be thinking bigger about our prayer life. Prayer is a weapon that he has put into the hands of his people to do the work that he has called us to do on this earth to achieve unusual results. So guys, we need to be thinking differently about prayer. And as you can tell, I'm super passionate about prayer. I'm passionate about praying scriptures. And I am really passionate about you guys knowing and letting God blow your mind with the potential of things that can happen as you pray. Guys, we have got so little faith. All we do, and, and I know that I do this too. It's so hard to not look around at the world and all it is is gloom and doom, gloom and doom. But guys, God is working right now. And whether Jesus comes back this year, tonight, tomorrow, the next day, 10 years from now, 100 years from now, ever how long it is until he comes back, Guys, these prayers are going to keep going and going and going because they go to his altar. And so he who is outside of time will be working in your prayers all, I mean, for years and years and years to come. So guys, let's stop thinking so little about our prayers. You know, I hate it when people say, well, there's nothing else I can do. So I guess I'll just have to pray about it. 
When you're praying about something, it's like you're pulling out the biggest arsenal of weapons you could ever use to make a difference in your life. That's what it's like when you when you pray about something. And good morning, Julianne. I'm so glad to see you. Okay, so everybody keep saying hello. And I want to hear a prayer request because we are going to pray for each other at the end of the video today. And if you're joining us from YouTube, uh, your comments will show up here, the Facebook main page, the Facebook online group, all of your comments will show up here. But if you're in the online group, I, I need you to put your name uh, because I can't see it if you're in the online group because of the privacies that we have set in that group. And if you're listening on the podcast, please email us at admin at helpclubformoms.com. We have the most incredible prayer team on the face of the earth, I think. And uh, Michelle is here. She's on our prayer team. We have so many women on our prayer team, but we would be honored to pray for you. Yes, our prayers go before him. Yes, for our family together uh, after we're gone. That's so true, you guys. I'm so happy. Okay, so let's open us up in prayer. Oh, and I do want to pray for someone who's very, very, very special to me. And uh, let me see what else says. Anna Marie, good morning, Anna Marie. I'm so glad to see you. I love you too. I do want to ask for prayer for someone who is very near and dear to me and to you. And I'm going to talk about the mothering kits. But if you know our project manager, uh, Crystal Porter from the mothering kits, she was stung by a scorpion, if you can believe it, this weekend. And, you know, she works really hard and she had set aside this work day. You know, her husband was going to be out of town and her kids were busy and she set aside this chunk of time to work on the mothering kids. And she has five kids. She's a super busy mom. And she is the program manager on our mothering kids because she believes in it so much. She really believes in what we're doing at the Help Club for Moms mothering kids over at My Help Club for Moms. So she she was planning this work day and she got stung by a scorpion. And she said it was like electricity went into her body. Her whole hand was swollen. And then this stuff started running up her arm. And it was a secondary infection from the sting. And she went to the urgent care that I think she, I, I, I mean, she's been in and out of texting and everything. And either she went back to the urgent care or to the ER, they gave her more medicine. They gave her, of course, steroids, all these things that she needs. But I want to pray for her because I know that the enemy hates what we're doing here at Help Club. He hates what Crystal Porter is doing at my Help Club. And he would like nothing more than to take her out. And so I want us to pray for Crystal Porter. So Jesus, we thank you for Crystal Porter. She's an amazing woman of God. She loves you so much. And Lord, we just ask for supernatural healing for Crystal Porter. Lord, we know that the enemy is out to get her. And your word says we will trample on snakes and scorpions. In Jesus' name, we declare and decree that Crystal Porter will trample on snakes and scorpions in the name of Jesus. And we declare and decree supernatural healing over her right now, that all of that venom will leave her body, that she will have so much energy today. She will be shocked and that you will multiply her work, God, because of what the enemy tried to steal. We say the thief has been caught and he must pay her back seven times what he has stolen from her in Jesus name. Amen. And Lord, we pray for every mom joining today that you will bring the moms and the dads from around the world who need to hear a message of prayer, who need to hear how to pray the scriptures and how powerful it is. And God, I, I don't want to do anything apart from you. Just like Moses said, if you don't go, he wouldn't go. And God, I don't want to do this video without you. And I already feel your Holy Spirit pushing me and moving me in this direction and giving me 
me words and giving me passion. So Lord, I pray that you would speak through me today. I pray for every person joining this video or podcast, either today or 10 years from now, whenever the he or she is watching, that it would be life-changing, that they would see how powerful their prayers are and that they would know that you love them so much and that you would move on their behalf and you would answer their prayers in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, guys, thank you for praying. Thank you, thank you, thank you for praying. No weapon formed against her shall prosper. S, amen, amen. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Michelle. You are such an amazing assistant. I just love you. Okay, before I go into the teaching, this is what Crystal Porter works on. And it's the names of God, things like this. At Help Club, I'm telling you guys, one of the strongest callings in my life Number one at Help Club, it's moms encouraging moms to know the love of Jesus Christ. Number two is teaching your children all about Jesus. And so I just want to tell you over on the mothering kits at myhelpclubformoms.com, we are we are learning all about the wise woman does not fear but trust in the Lord. And that is our theme this month. So everything is to help women who are struggling with fear and to help your children. And so learning about the names of God, and it has explanations. So you don't even have to have anything. You just use this. And then also for your teenagers, what they can do, godly tips for fear and anxiety, teaching your children about the armor of God. We have so many principles and videos over there. You get a free two-week trial at My Help Club for Moms. I hope you join us because it's a fantastic program. Okay, so next, I have some announcements for you, and I'm so excited, and I hope that you can come. And this is a big step for our ministry. We've never done this before. Help Club for Moms is an all-volunteer ministry. We have a part-time administrative assistant. She's incredible. But we are an all-volunteer ministry, and we need to raise money between now and the end of the year for next year. And it's not a ton of money. But anyway, what we're going to be doing is we are going to have a special Mom's Encounter Weekend on February the 9th through the 10th. I had the dates wrong in the last video, but it's February 9th through the 10th in Colorado. So you'll fly into Denver. Frontier Airlines is by far the cheapest airlines to fly into Denver. I love Frontier. I fly there all the time with Frontier and they have a lot of direct flights to Denver. And so anyway, so it's coming up and anyone who donates at least $500 between now and the end of the year to Help Club for Moms, you can, the, it's a first come first serve. I'm sorry about that. We only have 15 spots because we want it to be in an intimate mom's encounter weekend with our team at a very special location. You're going to love the location and uh, you pay for your own travel expenses and you, your donation covers your, if it's $500 or more, your donation helps to cover your fees. It's not going to be a ton at the retreat center, but you have to pay for your own hotel, but they're very reasonable nearby. You have to get your own rental car and your own plane. And if you and a friend each donate $500, you can come together, but it's the first 15 people. And we are scholarshipping two people for just the conference part, but they still have to pay for their own plane fare and car and hotel. But I just want to put that out there and we'll be publishing more about that coming up. We're going to do a great giving Tuesday, but till the end of the year, we're going to be raising money. Okay. So that's the number one thing. And then I want to let you know that in the summer, uh, probably in July, we're going to have the very first Help Club for Moms homeschooling conference. And any mom can come, but it is going to be homeschooling focused. And 
It will be heavy discipleship focused. And honestly, if your kids are in school and you're not homeschooling, you will still love it because it's going to be encouraging you and discipling your children in the just how powerful it is, what you're doing in your home with your children. But there's so many homeschool parents right now and they feel lost. They feel like they don't know what to do. And uh, so we are going to have a homeschooling conference. It's our very first one. And it's also, you'll fly into Denver and uh, we might be doing another one in Phoenix, but I have to pray about that. And so we might be working on that one. But anyway, so I just want to put those in there, put them in your schedule, like mid-July and then February 9th through 10th. Okay. So I want to tell you something about your children before we get started. So we had our grandchildren this weekend because our kids were on a little getaway. It's really fun. Our grandchildren are four Uh, almost three and one. And I'm telling you guys, and I saw this in my own children, but I'm especially seeing it again in my grandchildren that your children can understand spiritual concepts and your children can understand the power of prayer. And, uh, and I was sitting out uh, with my, with my, um, my granddaughter on the back porch. And I try really hard to have one-on-one time with her. She's the oldest because the other two, they're little and I hold them all the time. And, you know, my husband plays with the oldest and I play with the oldest, but she doesn't get one-on-one time because, you know, she has the other littles. So she doesn't nap. And so I, she goes to quiet time. And then I took her out on the back porch with some tea to talk to her. And I just said, what are you thinking about these days? You know, I want her to get start thinking about how to talk to adults. I always want children to know how to talk to adults. And I asked her, I said, what do you think about God? How, what have you been thinking about God? And she goes, does God ever get tired? And I said, no, God never gets tired. The Bible says he never grows weary. And I just got to talk to her about that. And then I talked to her about baptism. I talked to her, but she's always talking about sharks and she doesn't like the fact that sharks bite. And I said, well, when Jesus comes back, the sharks won't bite anymore. They'll be friendly because everything on the earth will be made right. You know, and I talked to her about before the fall, before Adam and Eve, you know, I tell her things because it is true that the snake walked and now the snake slivers as part of the curse and that back in the day you know at the at, at the garden the the sharks didn't bite because everything was friendly and uh, before sin and so anyway it's just really cool to see a 4-year-old understand spiritual concepts but guys it is the lord's will that you talk to your children about the Lord. That is why we work so hard at Help Club. I mean, we have so many free printables. At, just type in at helpclubformoms.com, printable. You'll get so many of them that are free because we believe in discipling children. We believe in it so strongly because your children are a blessing from the Lord. But the Lord Jesus says, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Jesus says that children are very important to me and he wants them to always come to him. And so talk to your little children about the Lord and don't be afraid to talk to your teenagers about the Lord. And and if your teenagers are struggling, we're going to talk about here that here because my heart was breaking this morning as I was preparing this video. I was thinking about the moms who have children who are gender confused, who have children or just confused, who have children who are so far from God right now or children who are suicidal. My heart breaks for you. But guess what? The Lord's heart breaks so much more. The Lord heart, Lord's heart breaks for your children. It breaks for you. He is holding you right now. 
He is with you. You can't see him, but when you ask him, say, Lord, hold me. I am struggling about my child. Help me to know what to do, God. I feel alone. I don't feel you with me. Whatever you're feeling, you just tell him because he is there with you. The Bible, which is where we get our faith from, says he will never leave you or forsake you. He will never leave you. And as a born again believer, because you asked Jesus into your heart and you turn to God, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you who is always talking to you and guiding you into all truth, showing you the things that are to come, telling you about Jesus, telling you about his love. He's always talking to you. He's always talking and he's there with you. So I'm going to give you some tips today as I was praying for you about what to do if you have a child who's wandered away or if you know of a child who's wandered away. Maybe you could share this with the mom or tag her in the online group if she's there. I just I'm just praying for you today and I know the Lord loves you and he's going to help you. Okay, so do not hinder your children. Do not hinder your little children. Okay. Oh, it's so sweet. Your little children, you will be blessed by talking to your children about Jesus. And um, okay, so now let's move on into our topic, how to pray big prayers for you and your family. Okay, if you have a Bible, grab your Bible. If you have paper, grab your paper. And um, I'm going to tell you where your prayers go, because I know and thank you for sharing those scriptures. I know that um, it's for a lot of us, we've had things that were not answered. We've lost loved ones we've prayed for. We've all been through hard times. We've all, all of us have suffered. There's no one who is exempt from suffering. And Jesus Christ even said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I, I have overcome the world. And the Bible also says that he who is in you as a Christ follower and me, right, is greater than he who is in the world. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So what you have inside of you, the Holy Spirit is so much greater than the devil and anything he could ever throw at you. Okay, but yes, we go through hard times in this life. But let me tell you how much God cares about you and where your prayers go. Let's go to Revelation 8, 1 through 4. And this is such, and if you can, if you're not driving, close your eyes. Okay, I want you to just close your eyes as I read these scriptures to you. Okay, it's talking about heaven. This is a scene in heaven. When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half an hour. And guys, if you've read the Bible, you know that in heaven, the angels are singing 24 hours a day. All the people are singing all the time. Holy, holy, holy. The angels, though, are singing. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Day and night, day, right? Like that song, day and night, night and day, let incense arise, right? They're always singing. But it says here, when this happens or when it happened, uh, I think it happens, it's in the future. But to me, this is a cool scene. There's going to be silence in heaven. Every tongue will be stilled in heaven. And then it says, and I saw the angels who stand before God and they were given seven trumpets. Another angel who had a golden censer, which is a fire pan. Okay, it's a fire pan. Um, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne. 
The smoke of the incense together with the prayers of the saints went up before God from the angel's hand. And it says in verse three and verse four, the prayers of the saints and you, my friend, are one that God considers a saint. Remember what the word says. You are a holy priesthood. You are holy and dearly loved. You're not. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't even get into that one because that'll take a long time. But just know that your prayers go to the altar of God. He keeps every one of your prayers close to him. That's how much they mean to him. He does not dismiss you. He does not dismiss your words. He doesn't think you talk too much. He never thinks you talk too much. He loves you. He keeps your prayers close to him. And so don't ever stop praying because if you ever have a thought to stop praying, you know who that is, don't you? It's the devil. The devil wants you to stop praying because he knows that it is a weapon. So always keep praying and always know that the Lord uh, has your prayers right next to him. And if you think about, well, and if you're like, well, how can God hold all the prayers on the altar? Well, how did the people that invented the microchip put out all that information on a microchip, right? God can do anything. And so, of course, he can keep all the prayers of the saints on his altar because he is mighty and he is God. So I just want to encourage you that all of your prayers matter. Okay, now let's talk about your prayers. So listen to this. This is so cool. And I want you to think about this. Let me just give you a concept to think about. You are one with the three in one God. You're one with him as a Christ follower. See, today I'm going to teach you about prayers and things to pray, but I also want you to know who you are. And as Christ follower, you are one because of the Holy Spirit, because of your decision to follow Christ. You are one with God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You're one. Now, isn't that amazing that the creator of the universe chooses to make his home in your heart, in your inner man. And doesn't that change the way you think about yourself and your children and the hope that you have because of being a Christian? You have so much hope because you're a Christian, because you have Christ. You can do anything. Yeah. So I want you to think about that today. And listen, Galatians 2.20, it is no longer I who lives, but Christ living. So it's it's it is no longer you who live but Christ living in you. And when you look around the world at people who are lost, they are the ones living. But when you are looking at yourself in the mirror, you need to say, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me because Christ is living in you. And isn't that amazing to think about that? I mean, think of everything that comes with Christ, all the power, all the mercy, all the love. You can supernaturally love someone who has hurt you because you have Christ living in you. You can do anything, right? God lives in you and you can love people that are difficult. You can choose to stay in that difficult marriage. There's so much. You can choose to love that child who has turned away from God. You know, whenever I have people in my life that are hard, you know what the Lord always tells me is to love them unconditionally, love them unconditionally. And we can do that because Christ lives in us. I love that scripture. It is a mystery. It is a mystery that we are one with the three in one God, but it's true. Okay, so praying prayers to understand. Okay, I know that these are big concepts and I know a lot of you guys are new to these concepts and that's why I'm just really wanting to stay. Lord, I just want to stay close to you as I'm doing this video, Lord, and 
I just really want your presence here so strongly. I pray for everyone who's listening that their minds would be opened to understand spiritual concepts and not, not open minds like the Buddhist people say, but the minds that are focused on you, the minds that are renewed to you, God, that they would turn their hearts and minds, that you would open the eyes of our heart, God. Give us a spirit of wisdom and understanding right now. So the first concept I want to talk to you about and it's really powerful. And it's found in Ephesians 1, 17 through 23. And I pray this prayer all the time for my family and for my children and my descendants and you guys, all of you moms. But let's go to Ephesians 1, 17 to 23. Ephesians 1, 17 to 23. This is one. The Ephesian prayers are some of my favorite prayers because they take the boxes off of God. We can want to put God in this nice little neat box and just think that we know who's saved and who's not saved. You know, I'm so sick of hearing about what is that thing that people like to say nowadays about the, the, what is the thing about the pastors? Like there's so much criticism about churches and pastors right now. If someone says something wrong, there's so much criticism and I'm so sick of it. I am so sick of it because I feel like these People, it's so easy to let that spirit of religion just come on you. And all you can do is Google someone. And if someone found one thing that that person might have said on an off day or or something that sounds something that, I mean, I'm just so tired of it because I feel like it's ungodly to be, to be gossiping about people like that. You know, we need to pray for them. If you feel like, like there's someone that you know, that is off on their doctrine or something like that. I think you just need to pray because if they love Jesus, Jesus is going to tell them and Jesus is going to get through to them. Like no criticism can, but I just feel like we need to take the boxes off of God and we need to tell that spirit of religion in Jesus name. You must go because God is big. Like I was telling my grandbaby yesterday, God made everything. She goes, did God make the cars? And I said, God didn't make the cars, but he inspired people to make cars. And he also made the resources like the steel and everything that they needed. It's found, you know, deep in the earth. And I mean, I don't know where that stuff's found, but I, I think it's deep in the earth. It's, it's an element. It's like a, not an element, it's a resource. And so anyway, I just want you to just take your boxes off of your faith and let's start looking at the Bible from the perspective, like God, we can't understand everything about God. We're human beings. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us, but we're human. And if God, so I go to this planetarium all the time with my grandbabies and we look at this, this, this beautiful uh, film that shows the planets and talks about in the big, in the red spot on Jupiter, three earths can fit in that spot, in the red spot. And I'm just thinking to myself, people that think that they can know every single thing about God, it's just garbage. People can, you just cannot know every single thing about God. He is God. We are not God. And we have to to just look at the word and say, you know what, God, I'm going to believe your word. I'm going to follow you. And I can't wait to see what you're going to do. Because you know what else the Bible says? The Bible says that right now we will not know how much we are fully loved until we get to heaven. We will not know that. 
That's just one aspect of it. And we're going to talk about that scripture today, but please take the boxes off of God. And please, the Bible even says, stop backbiting each other. Stop backbiting each other. Stop criticizing each other and take it to God and pray over that person who, who irritates you or who who you think has gone off the deep end or whatever it is, pray for them and stop judging them and just pray for them. Anyway, I want to, I want to show you the scripture. So Ephesians one, listen to this. It's so beautiful. It starts in verse 17. And I love this principle because Paul says, I keep asking. I keep asking that the God of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better right there. We need to be praying a powerful prayer for us and our loved ones to have the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we would know God better. Now that is a powerful scripture right there. We could even close the book on these powerful prayers to pray for your family right there and just say, Lord, give me and my family a spirit of wisdom and revelation that we would know you better. Because when we know God better, we will know how to live better. And um, I'm going to get back to that internet thing. It's just driving me crazy. I see this all the time. Like, you know, some people's YouTube channels are dedicated just to expose people like Joyce Meyer, like they just expose Joyce Meyer and, and all these people. And I just think to myself, if we didn't have the internet and if we didn't have videos, do you know what that would look like? It would look like you telling your friend all this bad things about a preacher that you know, and your friend gossiping with you about all these bad things about a preacher that you know, and you guys getting together with friends and people and gossiping about that preacher. It's gossip. And sure, we're supposed to call each other out. We're supposed to be talking to each other about things, about, um, you know, if someone is saying something or if someone, oh, I just don't even want to go into, I'm just irritated. I'm so irritated with this because I think that that it's so easy for us to just criticize people and I, instead of praying. So I'm going to stop now. But anyway, I just I just feel like if you just take the Internet out of it and you see what's really happening when we are just criticizing instead of praying for people, I think that you will see that uh, it is not God's will for us to be doing that and spreading lies and rumors and gossiping and leaving mean comments and all this other stuff. Joyce Meyer works really hard and Joyce Meyer has a really hard story. And it's not just Joyce Meyer. It's so many people that people are so mean to, and I'm just so tired of it. So don't do that. If you're one of our moms, don't do that. Okay. Don't do it. Okay. So verse 17, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Verse 18. He also says, I pray. He says it again. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Okay, that's one. The hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And number three, and his incomparably great power for us who believe that power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the, at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. And guys, what this says is if there was a planet that had life on it, 
Jesus would be over that planet. (laughs) He would be Lord of it all. Jesus was rose from the dead. He took all of our sins on the cross when he died. He was seated at the far above all rule and dominion, all of the demons on this earth, all of the everything that could have ever, all the evil against God. He is over it all. And um, he is, he is everything. And so by, by praying the scripture for yourself and your children, you are praying to understand more of Christ. And when you understand the power of Christ, you're going to have stronger faith because you're not going to think everything depends on you. You're going to pray as if everything depends on God. Yes, we do the work. We have to obey God and do the little things that he tells us to do every day, which I hear little things all the time to do every day. But you are going to pray as if it depends on God. And you're going to do what God tells you to do and work as if it depends on you, right? But you need to understand the power that's inside of you, which you have that same power right here. It says it. You have that same power, the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead and seated him far above all of the principalities and everything inside of you. And so I just think that we need to even pray to even understand the power that's inside of us. And so there it is right there. (laughs) And then... I also want to go for, um, okay, this right here. Okay, now, next I'm going to go to Ephesians 3 because there's another concept that I really believe that we need to understand. And it's Ephesians 3, 16 to 21. And I'm going to talk to you after I get done with this scripture about what to do if you have children who have fallen away from the Lord in any way, okay? All right, Ephesians 3, uh, 16 to 21. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. And if you notice in these scriptures, it's not saying, and this this is really interesting, but it's not saying that you just have to love God. You have to love God, which you do, right? We do love Jesus, but it's because of his love for us. That comes first. Before we love God, we have to know his love. We can't just love him in our own strength. You know, the Bible talks about that scripture that says all the stuff that we do, our righteousness is is like filthy rags to God before we're a Christian. That's before we're a Christian. But guys, God is the one that initiates a relationship with you in the first place. God is the one who loves you. And that's why you come to him in the first place. So it's more important that you learn about his love for you because it will help you love him more. So you have to get that one first. You have to learn more and more and more about his love for you. Read the scriptures. Read about Jesus. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you every single time you listen to the scriptures or you read the scriptures. Because when you learn about his love, you're going to be able to love people in your life. Like if you have a child that's turned away from the Lord or who is pushing you away or who is gender confused or who is stealing or lying or unbelieving, whatever it is that they're going through, that you will um, they will know more about the love of Jesus if you pray for them. 
to know the love of Jesus. That's a big deal to pray for your children to know the love of Jesus Christ. Okay. So then it says, because why would you want to know how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ? And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Do you ever think about that? Like we just skate over that verse. We just read it. But seriously, what is the measure of the fullness of God? A measure is like, like how much is it? <laughs> the measure of the fullness of God, I'm sure is like really, really, really big. It's more than we could ever comprehend. But when you pray to understand the love of Jesus, you are going to be your life. You may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. I want that. I want the measure of the fullness of God. And yes, ma'am, learning to love the people who are difficult is so hard. It is so true, but we are supposed to love them, right? We don't need to fix them. You know, that's another thing, guys, we need to think about this. So guys, we cannot fix people. We can't change people. We can't change people. We can't fix people. God can fix people. God, Randy says it, my husband always said, Deb, you can't change people. You can't change people. You can't change people because I want people to change because I want people to stay on the right path. You know, I know Christians who are frankly not on the right path and I'm not judging them, but I just pray for them. And I want people to, to follow God the right way. Of course I do, but I can't change them. And so I pray that God will help them to know his love because that will change them. That will change them. Not our judgment, our love and praying for God to love on them. So listen, listen to this. Listen to this. This is so good. Verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. God can do immeasurably more. This is huge. This is another scripture that I want you to write down to pray for you and your family, that God will do immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine. Can you imagine how much that would even be? Immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine. That's what God can do in your life. We should be praying that every day. God, do immeasurably more than I can ask or imagine. I was reading a Spurgeon um, uh, sermon the other day. His sermons are so long. He must have preached for like an hour and a half or two hours because his sermons are long. But he was talking about the power of praying scripture. And declaring and decreeing, which I have another scripture that's going to talk about that in just a second. But look at this right here. What if you just said, God, do immeasurably more that for me and my family than I could ask or imagine? I mean, that's amazing. Okay, now, if you have children, I'm going to tell you what to do, what things that I, I feel like. You know, when my children have struggled with whatever things that they've struggled with, and I I have other people that I know of and their kids have struggled. And one of my children, my son went through a deconstruction time of his faith. He had really lots of church hurt. So I walked with him through that. He loves Jesus. He plays in the worship band at his church. And it's just so precious. It's so precious. But there are things I think that are helpful when you have children that are struggling in any way. And so 
Number one, fasting for your children is a big deal. And when you fast for them, don't be mad at them that you have to fast for them. (laughs) You know, that could be a temptation (laughs) to tell your children or to tell anybody that you're fasting for them. Well, I'm fasting for you. I actually had one person who was mad at me (laughs) tell me I'm fasting for you. And I'm like, well, you're going to be blessed because you're fasting. I mean, don't tell people that that's wrong to tell people that you're fasting for them. God says, don't let anyone know that you're fasting for someone. He says, put oil on your head. And be happy if you're fasting. Don't let people know that you're fasting and don't tell your kids that you're fasting for them. But fasting for them is powerful because there are certain things that are that are going on in someone's life that can only change by prayer and fasting. The Bible says that. The next thing is, um, this is a huge thing. Love them unconditionally like Jesus. Don't judge them. You know what? If, if you've already told them once, twice, or maybe you've told them a thousand times. I know people who've said things to people a thousand times about things that bother them that they're doing. And um, you just need to stop talking. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it because I love you. Stop talking. Just stop it and just start praying and start loving unconditionally and trusting God. Because if we keep talking to our children, we're like, you're pushing them away. They're not going to want to be around you. They know how you feel about the situation. They know that you don't approve of it, right? Now it's time to just pray for them and to love them like Jesus. Think of all the people that Jesus loved, like at the end when he's hanging on the cross and these people have beaten him. And I can't even imagine having spear. I mean, it breaks my heart thinking about what Jesus did for us because he's so good. But imagine being pierced in your, I mean, It's gruesome to hear about how he was whipped and what they whipped him with. And then, you know, the nails and his hands and his feet. And then he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. And I think that we need to remember that. A lot of times people in our lives don't know what they're doing. They don't know that they're hurting you. They don't know, you know, that they're doing something so wrong. I mean, the God of this age blinds people, right? Satan blinds people's eyes. He blinds Christians' eyes. Even people that think that they're really good Christians. I mean, I know that that's happened to me. I've had to pray before that God would open my eyes. We're living in a fallen world. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus. We do. So they need your love. And I know we've, yeah, stop talking and just love them. Thank you. And they need your love. And there's a phrase that I know we've all heard before that says, love the sinner, hate the sin. We don't love sin. Thank you. Pray and fast. We don't love sin, right? Sin is wrong. But guess what? (laughs) I'm just going to say it. You sin. I sin. Our sins might not be like we don't, we might not wear them on the outside like other people. But you're, I'm just going to say it. You're sinning. I'm sinning because we all sin. We all have sins. We all have blind spots. And it's so easy to judge people because we judge people a lot of times for what we don't like in ourselves. That's one of the things that we judge people for. And we also judge people because they're doing something that we just hate. And you know what I love about this church that I'm going to? The church that I go to is a recovery church. So a lot of drug addicts go there, a lot of people. But there's also a lot of people that go there that are like me and, you know, other people that go there because we feel God's presence. And there's also a man that goes there and he goes dressed like a woman every week and he does not look anything like a woman. It's like six, four big guy and, and he's balding and, and he dresses like a woman and he goes, and do you know, people love on him there. They are loving on him. 
because they want him to find Jesus because Jesus is who's going to straighten everything out, right? Jesus is the one that fixes things in our lives. You know, the person that's having adultery, right? I mean, they could be in your church. You may not know it. Pray for people to hear from God. And then the people that are gossiping, you know, and people that have unforgiveness, people that are envying, you know, they coveting, comparing ourselves. I'm just going to say, guys, we're all sinning and God looks at all sin the same. I mean, there's the unpardonable sin, but that's a whole other topic and that's not what you think it is. But I just say we need to just lay off. You know, people need more than anything than criticism. People need your love because that's what's going to change them. Your criticism, judgment, higher than mighty attitude, whatever it is that we like to do, it's not going to change them. It's going to make them mad. Yeah. So it's going to leave that there. Your children, especially, no one is going to pray for your children like you do. No one is going to love your children like you do. And they need to know where you stand. But I have a feeling that you already probably already told them that what they're doing is wrong, right? You probably already told them. So now your job is to trust God. And God talks about believing the best in others. In 1 Corinthians 13, love always believes the best for others. You know, we, we, let me read it to you. Love always believes the best. And I think that we need to be believing the best in other people. I just think this whole critical spirit, I know that you can tell that I've been talking about it a lot today because I see it on the internet and it drives me crazy. So love never fails. That's in first Corinthians 13, first Corinthians 13 verse four, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth that always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And, you know, I love the passion and I know a lot of people, they don't like the passion, but I love it. And when I'm writing my Bible studies, I will use the New American Standard Bible. I'll use, you know, but when I want to go deeper into a scripture, I love the passion translation. And uh, it says right here, first Corinthians 13 verse, uh, Verse, I'm sorry, my glasses are getting weaker. Six, love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. And if your children are struggling, your love will bring them to Christ faster than anything else you could ever do. And your prayers and also call out the good things that they're doing. Right. That's part of love. Always hopes calling out the good things. You're always hoping for the best in that other person. Love always hopes for the best in others. So dip into your hope, (laughs) call out the good things that they're doing and ask God for a word for them. Write it out. A word for them is something positive that has nothing to do with what they're doing. A word from the Lord is like a, a an encouraging word for the Lord. There's other kind of words from the Lord too, for sure. But if you want to encourage your child, just write out something. Ask the Lord for an encouraging word from him for that child. Write it out. Put it on their pillow. Let them know that you love them. You're praying for them and you know that God has great plans for their life. 
You know, and if the Lord has told you down through the years, some plans that he has for that child or what they're capable of, keep praying into those plans because it could be a timing thing, but God want, God shows you things about a person because he wants you to pray for them, right? God, God is always a step ahead or a million steps ahead of the devil, but he's going to tell you things so that you will also stay ahead of the devil. And so if you hear a word from the Lord about someone, it doesn't mean that you need to go tell that person, oh, you're doing this and this and this. God told me you don't do that. You just use that to pray for them, you know, unless God tells you to do it, but probably is telling you a secret about that person so that you can pray into it for them uh, and change the future for them, right? By your prayers. And so for your children, just really call out those things that are not as though they yet were. That's Romans 4, 17. It's so good. And also if your children were walking with God at one time, it can be so devastating if they, if they're not walking with him any longer. And so um, it's painful. It's devastating and pray for God to remind them of their life in Christ and to remind them of his love and just pray that scripture about love. And um, remember God is the one that's going to sort it all out at the end. He separates the sheep and the goats. He's the one that knows who love him and who doesn't love him. It's not our job to, to figure out who loves God and who doesn't love God, right? We just love people. We pray for them and we talk to them when we're a close enough person with them. And we have that kind of relationship with them. And if they don't want to do anything about it or change, we, we just still love them because you want to be in their life. See, if you keep criticizing someone and they're not ready to listen, or if they don't agree with you, you need to just back off and just love them, right? We just have to stop, stop talking, stop it. And just start praying and loving and finding the good things that they're doing and tell them about those good things. Okay. Be patient and loving and uh, ask God for prayers and scriptures of all these things that I'm talking about today. The number one thing that you can do is to ask God for the prayers and scriptures that you need for your children. I, I meant to say that at the beginning. Ask God for the prayers and the scriptures to pray over yourself and your children. And uh, I still have so much and uh, I wasn't going to do two videos, but I guess I'm going to have to do two videos because the people that uh, really were on my heart today are the people that have had kids that have gone away from the Lord. And so um, let me just finish this topic up and then we'll quit because we're already at 52 minutes. So I will finish up next week. But um, so don't stop praying for your children. Your prayers work and don't get discouraged. Your faith is in God, not in your child's behavior and stay strong. Ask God to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or imagine. And for your homework this week, I'm going to give you homework. How's that? I want you to write out Job. Uh, where is it? Job. Um, here, I have it right here. It's in Job. I made a uh, vision board this weekend because it was Rosh Hashanah. And I made a vision board and I put on my vision board, the scripture that says you will also declare a thing. It's Job 22, 28. I want everybody to write that out. Okay. There it is. Thank you, Michelle. You're the best. You're amazing. Okay. What you decide on will be done and light will shine on your ways and listen to it in the NIV. You will also know the new King James version. You will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. And I made a vision board that I keep on my phone for my for my family and for myself. And I can cover this more whenever I talk to you next time. I'll talk about a vision board. We're also talking about a vision board in um, 
the mother and kids this month. I did a video with Jackie Davis, who's incredible. And we're going to talk about a vision next week too, uh, when we finish out the prayers, but I want to pray for you guys right now. And if you have any prayer requests, leave me a comment as I start to pray and be sure to share the video, um, with your friends. And so start, I want to, I'm going to pray right now. So tell me, uh, anything you want to pray. So Lord, I thank you for today. Thank you for Facebook and Lord, I thank you for all these scriptures. And Lord, I just thank you that you are with us and you are so good. Lord, forgive us for judging other people. Forgive us for being critical. Forgive us for bitterness and unforgiveness and a critical spirit. Forgive us for envy. Forgive us, Lord, for not obeying what you tell us to do. And God, we just commit to you our sins and we ask for forgiveness. We thank you that you have already forgiven every one of our sins, Lord. When you went on the cross, you took our past, present and future sins. But we want you to know that we want to repent and turn away and let you work on our behalf. God, we cannot change our children, but you can. We cannot change the people in our lives that we love so dearly or we want to change, but you can change them. We can't change our husbands. Lord, we can't even change ourselves. You can change us. Lord, help us to stop playing God in our lives and the lives of those people around us and just start following you and loving them like Jesus and laying down our lives for people and calling out the good things that they're doing. Lord, I know our words uh, have the power of life and death. Help us to speak life over our families this week. And bless us, God. We commit our children to you, our grandchildren to you. We commit our lives to you, our marriages to you. Help us to have more, stronger faith than we've ever had. Help us. We do believe. Help us in our unbelief. God, give us faith, a huge faith, God, and let us see results. Even this week, as we begin praying Ephesians 3 and Ephesians 1 prayers and Ephesians 3.20, And uh, we start learning how to declare a thing. Lord, let us start praying these prayers over our families this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, and I have prayers here. Okay, so Alexis says, my marriage and my family. Lord, I pray for Alexis and all the marriages represented. Lord, I pray that you will uh, do miracles. And I know Anne-Marie's here. She usually always says pray for her family too. I pray for Anne-Marie and every single family represented here. Lord Jesus, that you would bless our marriages, help us to be closer. Help us to love our husbands, especially the ones that are difficult. And I pray, Lord, that uh, and like Ezekiel, my sweet friend here, who has for my loving heart, son Ezekiel, who is being very difficult to love. I pray for Ezekiel that you will draw his heart to you. That he'll stop fighting. I feel like that's a word that Ezekiel's fighting. And um, maybe pray over that. Is that you? Um, um, is that I can't I, I can't tell whose name that is. Julie Marler, is that you? I I don't know if that's you, but anyway, whoever it is, I feel like Ezekiel is fighting and I feel like you need to pray that he'll stop fighting and then he'll just let Jesus hold him. And so look, okay. Thank you, Julie. I pray for Ezekiel that he will let you hold him. He'll stop fighting and he will let you hold him. And I pray that Julie will pray that that whatever's in his heart that causes him to have to be scrappy and fighting and all the children that are struggling and they're fighting against their parents and they're fighting against people that, and if the moms here are fighting that everyone will stop scrapping and stop fighting and just let you hold them and that your love 
would transform their lives and that these sweet moms would know the power that is living inside of them, the power of Jesus Christ, and that they would love the people in their lives that are difficult to love and that you would give them what they need in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you guys. Thank you. And uh, thank you, Alexis. I love you all. I hope you have a great week. Set a, a little a reminder in your calendar to join me next Monday and I will finish it out. And I'll talk about vision. I'll talk about prayers. You can pray for vision, more about heritage and things like that. Okay. Thanks for being part of our community. I hope I see you at the Mother and Kids at My Help Club for Moms. It's a free two-week trial. Also, if you're not in my Zoom group, oh my goodness, please join my Zoom group. And Michelle has a link. There's also a link uh, on the Help Club for Moms website. You can type in, um, I think it's three ways to join the fall study and it'll have a link there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, yes, that's so good. Keep on keeping on for the Lord. Thank you. Um, and, uh, but I think Michelle has a link and I can actually share it later, the link to join my Zoom group. If you would like to join my Zoom group, we're going through the mother and kids. So I love you guys so much. Have a great week. Please email us admin at helpclubformoms.com for prayer requests or leave a comment because we will change it. And I love you too. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Share the video too. Tell your friends and tag them in the online group. Okay. Bye.